0: Captain speaking, and on behalf of our crew, I'd like to welcome you to flight QF264 to Sydney with a flight time of approximately one hour. Considering your flight cost double what you'd pay on a similar Jetstar Aversion flight, we trust you enjoyed your time in the Qantas lounge surrounded by miserable boomers whose children don't speak to them anymore. Hopefully you helped yourself to our selection of stale pastries, soup we ladled from a bin outside of a muffin break, and our premier selection of yellowtail wines, Heineken beer and crown lager. As you settle into your seats i'd like to introduce you to our friendly cabin crew first of all we've got a 55 year old blonde woman who also moonlights as a david jones employee she'll be so hostile towards you for the entire flight she may as well just spit directly on you as she hands you a complimentary beverage and snack from our wonderful in-flight selection it's me <laughs> <laughs> with me is ben who may not appear to be an extremely gay man but he's mm. from a bygone era of self-hating and homophobic gays. Mm-hmm. has three children from his heterosexual marriage to a woman named Jill. He'll greet you as you board and disembark from our Boeing 737-800 aircraft with such thinly veiled contempt, you'll wish you were sucked into a jet engine. Now Ben, can you explain to me why beautiful little twinks are relegated to the Jetstar cabin crew (laughs) while Qantas only employs men like you and women
1: like me? Oh, that's such a wonderful question. I think is that the standards of the level of contempt you need to be able to project are so exclusive mm. that I think that's going to a sort of a more select that's group true. of people. There is nothing like getting on board a plane and having a, a, a sweet gay gentleman standing there give you a friendly hello that makes you mm. feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. It's such a specific phenomenon. They're so talented. It's such a perfunctory hello where the smile is there, but there's just nothing in the eyes except withering contempt. It is so
0: good at it. They're so good at it. You're wonderful at this.
1: It's a special skill.
0: Sitting next to you, absolutely shoving his arm onto your armrest despite the fact that you're on the middle seat is a sixty something year old man. He's flicking through the in flight magazine, he's fucking around with a seat back pocket. He's twisting the little air conditioning vents. Every now and then, he'll just let out a little sigh, like... (sighs) He's doing absolutely fucking anything other than just sitting still and playing on his phone like a normal person. Any second now, he's going to get up, open the overhead compartment, start rifling through his oversized carry-on, looking for something, while he's holding up the entire line of passengers trying to board the plane. Andrew, don't you love flying Qantas?
2: Hey, can I have a look at your in-flight magazine? I just want to check that all the pages are the same as my in-flight <laughs> magazine.
0: Why don't we start a conversation when we're at it, you know? <laughs> oh, man.
2: Why oh, don't God. you
0: talk to me the whole flight?
2: Hey, can you move your arm? <laughs> I felt it brush up against rest. my arm that's hanging over into your space.
1: I'm not a, um, I'm not a millionaire, so I don't fly Qantas uh, ever on domestic flights because that would mm. be insane. I've only um, done
0: it a few times.
1: I I wonder what the experience is like. I I saw a... There was a thing that happened last night where a yeah. Melbourne to Sydney flight or a Sydney to Melbourne flight...
2: Uh, had uh, this one whole, of our two cities. Yeah. That's
1: right. <laughs> one of the only <laughs> kinds of flight that we have uh, in one of the directions, uh, they had to like hustle all the people off the plane and immediately get them beyond the security gates because... Someone had managed to get onto the plane without going through the security screening area. I
0: saw that. How did they do that?
1: Which, I, yeah, I would really like to know some more details. The thing that got me was that, like, of course, because it was a Qantas flight, there were, like, 20 journalists on the plane. that were all, <laughs> like, live tweeting it. Uh, and someone had posted a video where you could see, like, the back of the headrest or whatever. And someone had the end credits of a movie playing on a one-hour flight how do you manage that? Well, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not used to flying on a domestic Just flight that even it. has the screens. Yeah. But like, you watched a fucking movie? Flying Sydney to Melbourne or Melbourne to That's Sydney? Wild. That's wild. Flying Qantas crazy. is a
0: scam though. Because boomers are all complaining about it now because it's not worth it anymore. Because it never really was. But also all you get is like a nicer interior on the plane. and sometimes yeah. you, And you get a snack and maybe some apple juice.
2: My my limited experience of flying on uh, on Qantas is that it it seems to be like the premier business for uh, just having this this extremely lingering perception of being good, and everybody's yeah. gone. Oh, well, that's the premier.
0: It's all it these boomers the are still airline. convinced. It's like the good airline.
2: It's the good airline, and then you get on a plane, and uh, like like you said. The plane is the same or maybe older than other planes that you will mm. get on. Um, all of the staff are the same, but maybe older.
0: They're <laughs> like, the same women that work at Meyer and love to be rude to you. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. For some reason, all of the cabin crew are 50. like 50-year-old 50 women who don't like you and they don't want to be there, mm-hmm. uh, which is a weird vibe. The last, the last Qantas flight I remember being on, I got on... And the, for the in-flight entertainment, they had like the CRT monitors mounted up on the yeah, roof, like I've going down s- the I've aisle. Saw
0: those. they and just I come like, down.
2: Like no, like they don't, they don't like come down. I'm talking like I'm talking like oh, an just old TV, like a. Oh, I've seen like one a, with a, like
0: a drop down every these, few rows of seats. Yeah, these Crazy. weren't
2: dropping down. These were like actual old TVs mounted to the roof, going down the aisle. And I was like, did. Did the fucking Wright brothers bang this plane together? <laughs> Jesus Yeah, Rice. Rice.
0: Qantas, you're on blast. I,
2: it, it was they just still a thing where wanna... I was like, do they still have planes like this just getting about? That's crazy.
1: They still got that free booze on uh, domestic Qantas flights, though, which is like, you're not getting that from any other airline. Jetstar's not going to give you a bottomless After a certain hour. After 4pm. Unless oh, after 4 your flight is longer than three and a half hours, in which mm. case it's available from 9am. Mm. So, if Desk you're flying Christ. to Perth, you fucking get wasted. stark, get fucked knocking up. back, yellowtail Shiraz, uh, mm. and by the time you get there, maybe you'll have a good time in Perth.
2: It's all going to be the worst booze, isn't it? We are, We went to a little... We had our 10-year wedding anniversary uh, last weekend. Ooh. And good yes, for you. Yes, congratulations to us. Thank you so much. And we went to like a, a little bed and breakfast thing on the New South Wales coast. Mm. And it had like a, they had a mini bar and a mini bar menu and stuff, but it was all really good. Oh. Like, oh. like they're all That's like, re- they were all like really nice local craft beers. There was like really, really nice cheese, uh, cheeses, hummons, things of that nature. <laughs> and, <laughs> <Christ>. and <laughs> like they, there were cocktails in there, but like in their own, Bottles like the same ones that they had at the bar and the restaurant and stuff, when little a little note with instructions. There was a cocktail shaker and like nice tumblers wow. and stuff in the room, and it had little instructions like put a handful of ice in the shaker and pour this in, shake it out, and strain it into one of one of the coupe glasses up there, you know. And uh, we were just remarking on how much it changes the experience for the stuff in the mini bar to not be dog shit. Like to what? not be a tiny bottle of Johnny Walker red label. You know, like the all of the sort of absolute middle to bottom tier brands of I don't alcohol know how
0: often I've seen a minibar with liquor like yeah, in
1: it? It has been a long fucking time since I've been somewhere that actually had a mini bar now, yeah, it's only just an empty fridge, yeah, they're cutting all their costs
2: well the other the other very impressive thing about this place was not only did they have like actual products but they seem to be like basically the same price that you would buy them for. Buy them for from a store, but like Wild. with with like $2 added on,
0: you know? Crazy.
2: Made me go, hey, maybe this is a novel approach to a business. Sell good products and don't fuck people while you're doing it. I don't know mm. though. I'm no CEO. I'm no Alan Joyce. Yeah,
1: I think that's, that's him. the guy.
2: That's the guy. How's he still hanging in there? The CEO of Qantas. What's going on? Don't know. Been in there for over 10 years, I think. Absolutely bleeding money from that company.
0: Oh, yeah. Just absolutely hemorrhaging money.
2: Everybody hates him. Everybody hates what he's done with the company. All the staff hate him. All the customers hate him. And every time there's a blowback, he gets in the news and says, here's an idea. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, hey, I bet when he fired all of the baggage handlers in one go... Uh, and said, we're gonna outsource all of your employment to a shitty company that we've set up just for this purpose. He didn't expect it to come back and bite him in the ass. That'd be the one thing he didn't want to happen. Ladies and germs, it's time for the one thing we didn't want to happen. This is the one thing we didn't want to happen. From WGHP News, that's the whoop. That's right. (laughs) In North Carolina, uh, more more than 100 students baptized without parents' permission at North Carolina School.
0: That's so funny.
2: Uh, Dope. (laughs) A North Carolina school apologized after baptizing more than 100 children without their parents' permission, according to the Fayetteville Observer. Northwood Temple Academy, a private Christian school connected to Northwood Temple Pentecostal Holiness Church in Fayetteville. Hey, I reckon that's a hint. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't know how shocked. How are you
0: sending your unbaptized
1: kids to Christian school? (laughs) Well, because you don't get baptized until... Depending on which version of Christianity you do, you generally tend to get baptised around like 13 or 14 if you're raised in the church. But also, it's in some forms of uh, Protestant Christianity, it's like a personal choice. Like, your parents don't make you get baptised. It's when you go, I would like
2: to be baptised now. Baptism
0: expert over here. Go to baptism school.
1: It really depends
2: on which expansion pack you buy, you know. My, like, my
1: sister, uh, who was a little bit older than me, uh, she was like, when she turned like 13 or 14, was like, fuck yeah, I'm getting baptised. And then when I got around to it, I was just, my parents had slowly kind of stopped going to church and I was like, no, I don't really need that, I think. So, oh. I'm fine.
0: This is not just what you do to babies. Is that a different thing? Is that's, that uh,
1: thing? Uh, Not baptism. That's the other one. What do you call it? Christening. Christening. Yeah. But then there are some Protestant Christianity that do baptism at birth as well. It's It's confusing. Also, uh, Fayetteville, this is the same place that we spoke about last week where uh, all those street signs were stolen. Um, Connected? Who could say? Who could say?
2: (laughs) Yeah, all the unbaptized kids were just possessed by the (laughs) devil running around. (laughs) Need a sign. Um, So Northwood Temple Academy posted on Facebook on Thursday, quote, I feel it in my bones, you're about to move. That's
1: like the opening line of a novelty Halloween song from the 60s (laughs) about
2: spooky dancing skeletons. Uh, Lou Bega's Halloween. (laughs) Uh, Today we had over 100 middle and high school students spontaneously declare their faith and get baptized today. We will have more pictures of these powerful moments posted over the next couple of days. You know how 100 students often spontaneously demand to be baptized? Yeah. They're
0: outside, baptize, baptize, yeah. baptize.
2: Kids, no, we have a date three weeks from now. No, I need it baptize now. me today.
1: I, I reckon that maybe was spontaneous for one of those kids. And then the rest of them were like, oh, yeah. yeah. Don't, you, don't
2: you all want to get baptized or be suspended?
1: Oh, the coolest kid in school's getting baptized of his own volition. <laughs> we should do it as well. God, Brayden, he's so fucking cool.
2: That morning, three students had their scheduled baptisms at the school <laughs> as part of Spiritual Emphasis Week. What?
0: Woo! What?
2: <laughs> just treating it like just a bunch of kids, uh, you know, with the same enthusiasm as spring break.
0: Yeah, Spiritual, Spiritual Emphasis, Emphasis Week! <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
2: That morning, three students had their scheduled baptisms at the school as part of Spiritual Emphasis Week before the offer was extended to other students who had not been scheduled. More than 100 students in total were baptized. Just get it out of it the
0: like,
2: way. Was it like uh, you can go to your math class or you oh can go God, to the hall? Oh, you can get baptized. Or you can go to the hall, and line up with 100 other kids and get, get baptized. Get dunked. You can go to pool. math
0: class and go to hell, or you can <laughs> come down here and get baptised.
2: Renee McLam. Sensational
1: name. <laughs> I feel like that's the name that I would tell people if I was really nervous and I got my own name wrong. Hello, I'm <laughs> Renee McLam. Ben Renee McLam. <I'm>
0: Sarah McBeef. <laughs>
2: I was going to say, what what do you think that McDonald's sandwich would look like? The McLam. <laughs> the, the, Re- the Renee McLam. What's on the McLam? I think it'd be
0: good. I think a McLam's got, it's got tzatziki, you
2: Oh, know? yeah? Okay, because yeah. I, like, I was immediately patty. thinking, like, does your average person want mint jelly on a thing, you know? But no, mm. I think you're right about going in the sort of, um, mm. going in the souvlaki direction. Yeah. You know? The McLam. Yeah. I reckon
1: they'd trial it in the Australian and New Zealand markets um, yes. before doing it anywhere else, I think. I don't think but- Americans are ready for the McLamb.
0: They're not ready for it. They're not big lamb heads. Not big on lamb?
2: That's our meat, you know? Mm. Australians would love that shit. All right, Suzuki. I reckon they're doing like a, um, like a lamb kofta thing. But you know how they do the McRib? Where they just press like homogeneous meat in the grill lines
0: a, that's got the grill lines on it?
2: Yeah, they just they have a mold mm. that they stamp out McRibs. I reckon they're doing that, but like for, for like lamb kofta sort of things. You know?
1: Alright. Strap yourselves in. This is from <laughs> August seventh, two thousand and twelve. Uh Australia this is from the Huffington Post. Uh, Australia has been known for its lamb. Okay. So it's only natural that McDonald's Australia is planning to debut a quote serious lamb burger next week, reports Burger Business. In addition to a lamb patty, the burger will also have red onion slices, a slice of beetroot, egg, tomato, lettuce, and aioli. No, fucked you fucked up. You fucked up. up. Yeah. You fucked it all up. Why
0: are you putting a up? fucking
2: egg on there? Who's ever eaten lamb egg and, and lamb?
0: You're eating lamb and egg.
2: Who's ever put <laughs> lamb and egg together before?
0: Never heard anything so fucked up, my It's Probably not oh, even called yeah, a mclamb, is it?
1: Uh it's called the McLamburger. Oh. Which is a dumb, dumbass name. It is. That sucks.
2: Apparently they uh they trialed a serious lamb burger uh and a McDonald's lamb wrap in twenty twelve. Crazy. A fucking egg, honestly. Yeah. Egg. Who's who's eating some lamb and they're like, you know what this could do with? A fried egg and some red onion.
0: An egg, the kind that you'd get on a McMuffin. That's what I want.
2: Do you have an egg and some aioli back there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fucking no. I mean, this was 2012, so, you know, things were a little bit different back then. <laughs> McDonald's, you're on blast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Renee McLam, the head of the school, sent families a letter to explain as the unplanned baptism sparked mixed responses from families. Uh, quote, the spirit of the Lord moved, and the invitation to accept the Lord and be baptized was given, and the students just began to respond to the presence of the Lord, McLam said in a letter obtained by the observer that was sent to families. They were all demanding their baptizes. You know? Kids were
0: demanding him. What were we supposed to do?
1: They, they all said that they were doing the get... Baptized challenge 2022
2: <laughs> now now i think that maybe some christian schools should be seeding a bit of that kind of stuff you know because yeah. like i don't know if, have you guys seen any of those videos of um like may, maybe we've all seen uh the video from might be might be tiktok of uh, like a, a sorority house door opening, and there's all the girls there. And yeah, they're that's all like, what's
0: all TikTok is at the moment.
2: Yeah, and they're all like chanting and that's doing a chant and clapping and stuff. Yeah, rush week or whatever. And um, I saw somebody recently posting a, a whole series of videos on Twitter that they pulled from TikTok. That was like it was that. It was like a pledge week or a rush week or something. And it's just all these different sorority houses across the country doing identical dance, identical to uh, the same song, all that shit. So know. we're doing
0: that with baptisms? Is that what you're getting all, at? All, all
2: I'm saying is I, I don't think it takes too much to convince groups of people to just go, fuck it, yeah, put the video up, let's go. Yeah. It's let's get the, the Get Baptized Challenge. The football challenge.
0: team, Brayden, Brayden Jameson decided yeah. to get baptized today.
2: Braden's doing the Get Baptized Challenge. Oh, fuck, Brayden's doing it. He's so fucking cool. He posted it on his TikTok. I wish <laughs> I wish I got his uh promise ring. Yeah. I wish I was the person
1: he was really purposefully not having sex with.
2: <laughs> I wish uh I wish Braden was the guy that I could think about during my chastity pledge photo shoot with my father. <laughs> oh man.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: The school said it typically notifies and invites parents to be present for any baptisms that happen on campus. And it, quote, was not the intention of any faculty member to do anything behind a parent's back or in any kind of secret way. Secret baptism. (laughs) Who said secret? You put secret out (laughs) there. You're saying
1: secret. No one said that this was a secret mass baptism.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't call it a (laughs) secret. (laughs) It's putting that in the letter to parents. Look, it definitely wasn't a series of secret baptisms, okay? Whoever's saying that needs to stop.
1: Nothing sinister.
2: (laughs) Quote, I do understand that parents would desire to be part of something so wonderful happening in the lives of their children. Getting dunked. That's
1: such a good spin on it. To be like, oh, what happened was amazing. The problem is that you missed out on it.
2: Like... So good. Look, I mean, I guess
0: that's the problem, right?
2: Well, it's not It's not difficult to believe. I, I guess it's hard to know. Uh, it's hard to know from a completely outside perspective. And, you know, based on like the kind of community that this school is in and the, the makeup of the student body and all that sort of stuff. Whether it sort of mirrors our religious schools in Australia, where in Australia it's a whole cultural thing to just think oh private education is better yeah. than public mm. education which is wrong anyway uh but private education is better and private schools are overwhelmingly religious schools right yeah, so
1: you like you train mm. your 14 year old to be like oh i'm i'm totes anglican i'm anglican as fuck actually i'm so anglican
2: yeah, and there would just be so many kids who get up and they put their little uniform on and they go, yes, I go to Thomas Aquinas Episcopalian school or whatever the fuck, right? Um, but religion is not a part of their lives in any way, shape or yeah. form. Yeah. However, I'm sure that there are religious schools where the people in that community are all sending their kids there because they're like, no, no, no. Uh, over there in the public school, they're not it's hitting godless. the kids... They're they're barely baptizing anyone. I don't want my kids.
0: They're doing drugs.
2: Yep. No one's doing the get baptized challenge. (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm sure that like there would be schools at both ends of the scale where like the majority of the student body was either completely disinterested in religion and was there for like social climber purposes. Like there's so many people in Australia who go to like private, uh, private schools and specific universities and stuff—not for any of the educational, purported educational advantages, but like for fucking networking. Yeah, yeah. Like just to just to get your in at a specific like private boys' school or university or whatever, you know.
1: Just so you can easily join Skull and Bones or whatever the fuck that society
2: is. Get into yep. Opus Dei. Yeah, you know. <laughs> get into the Brethren.
1: Just so you can meet that guy that whipped himself in the Da Vinci Code.
2: <laughs> That's right. Uh, so, so really we could be looking at something that is at either end of that extreme or something where it's kind of in the middle, like maybe half the kids at the school come from like non-religious families who are, are trying to do some social climbing and maybe half of them are mad Jesus freaks at home. And they're like, I can't fucking believe I didn't get to see your baptism. Yeah. paid th- all that money.
1: They do specify what some of the objections are towards the end of the article and, um, foreshadowing one of them is extremely good
2: <laughs> all right quote i pray that at the end of the day we will all rejoice because god truly did a work in the lives of our students truly did a work
1: mm.
0: he did a work he did a no growth <clears throat>
2: he did a racism <laughs> jesus god truly served
0: <sighs> god was serving cunt that day <laughs>
2: McLamb told the paper that the school should have given students a chance to contact parents and ask permission. Quote, We were not expecting such an overwhelming response to the message that was spoken, but as a mother, I certainly can empathize with why some parents were upset, she said. McLamb said that most of the parents that contacted her were glad, but some were unhappy with the move. Some of the parents were upset that they were not present for their child's baptism, an important rite of passage in many Christian denominations. Some of the children had already been baptized, <laughs> and at least one family was concerned that a second baptism could undo the first. Is that how it works? Not in any
1: understanding of the Bible that I, think I you have.
0: Can dunk your kids anytime you like, right? Let's
2: hold on, let's break this down for a second. So So let's say you believe that one could undo the first, right? Uh-huh. Mm. What's the fucking problem? Like then you do a you, third one. It just means that you have like like two two sequential baptisms and your kid's baptized the whole time or that they think that when the second one knocks out the first that your kid was actually like retroactively unbaptized?
0: That's fine. Then you can have your third baptism, which is then he's baptized again.
2: Just start getting a yearly baptism. Keep it up yeah. to date. Keep it know? up to
1: date. It's such a funny understanding of religion to have that like... Because, like, not all forms of Christianity, I I don't even think most of them require you to be baptized to go to heaven, right? That's as most Protestant denominations, it's just you believe you're going. That's kind of it. Like, you don't have to have been baptized, you are fine. But believing that there's like a a checkbox you have to have ticked and that doing it twice will untick that checkbox is the
0: second one's like the Satan's baptism, (laughs) it's like a symbolic.
1: Gesture for you and the, to have with the Lord, like it's not like a process that's applied to your body, it's not like you get that good Christian DNA and then it's taken away. Like, it's just such a fucking so weird.
2: I think it's cool because people get to just have like uh, some extra rule books for life, you know. And obviously, yeah. there's a lot of people out there just kind of making up some extra stuff and putting it in, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what if that undid the first one? It's a whole bunch of people with like um, you know, their their house D&D rules. Yes. But but for their religion. But for, for their, their uh, magical
0: friend in the sky, oh, I think my you God, mean. Oh shut
2: up. <laughs> in this house, the second baptism undoes the first, uh, but the fourth gives you a double strength <laughs> baptism. You got to push through the third, get to the fourth yeah. as quick as you can. Now, if you want to go to five baptisms, we've got an odd number situation in our house.
1: In this house, you will be baptised an odd number of times. That's (laughs) final.
2: Stay on odd numbers and you'll be fine.
1: Hi everybody, it's me, it's Theo. Now, I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. Uh, If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a, a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash bunta vista. Check it out.
2: My goodness, man. If only there was someone uh, to help all of these parents in their relationship that they're having with the school that their stupid fucking kids go to. Hey, we've got someone here who can help you with your relationship. It's Dr. Lucy. If you find that you are having a little relationship trouble Just to pick up your telephone and dial it on the double you call one 800 317
0: Now your page and I Beautiful. This one has been sent into us quite a few times.
1: <laughs> has it? Maybe. Don't, don't tell Ben that. Maybe privately. If this got sent to us, I'm taking it out of the it's notes. It's never maybe been sent to
0: DMs, us. Maybe in the DMs. Maybe mm. in the DMs. But it's very funny. Damn it from Reddit's Am I the Asshole? A-I-T-A for telling my husband he isn't very funny and shouldn't do stand-up at an open mic night.
2: I'm saying straight up (laughs) you've done the right thing.
0: Yeah. Like you're doing this because you care. Yeah. But we'll see.
2: Who out there is like no the world needs more aspiring (laughs) stand-up comedians. Not even like good ones just the world needs more people willing to give it a go.
0: It's my nightmare going to an open mic night, mm. listening to the open mic performances.
1: It's not good.
2: Have you have you ever been to one, Ben?
1: Yeah. Well, I've never done one, but I've been to no, no, rooms I mean, where they happen. You've attended an open mic. Yeah, bar. they what's fucking the, suck. What's the like, vibe?
0: Uh, like. Is it all comedy? The... <laughs> Are they all doing comedy?
2: Yes. Yeah. Is the vibe like a series of executions, kind of?
1: I think it, it depends on where you go. I saw. Uh, Now quite successful Australian comedian, Greg Larson, do an open mic night at the Powerhouse in like 2010, maybe. And I was like, oh, this guy's actually pretty funny. And like he was on a lineup with a bunch of other people that are actually kind of funny. Uh, But then I've gone to other ones at the fucking uh, Newmarket Hotel, whatever it is. It's like there's only a couple of open mic comedy rooms in Brisbane, and this is one of them. And it's a bunch of people who have been told by their workmates that, like, oh, you're a pretty funny guy. You're so funny. Mm. Yeah, you should do comedy. You should do comedy. What they really are trying to say is, oh, you're a good conversationalist, and I enjoy talking to you. Like, mm. yeah. which are two different things. And yeah, they're grim. Like, so rarely will you see someone and be like, oh, fuck, this is actually quite good. But it's also like the only way to get good at it is. I guess you, so you kind of have to do it i don't know the system is bad i do not like it
0: it's the system that's the problem the system is broken, broken. <laughs> we need
1: <laughs> i don't know something else
2: <laughs> what are we how's that how's that going to work what's that going to look like I, f- I feel like uh maybe maybe like there should be a government funded service where mm. we recruit like teams of people oh maybe this could be AI. like ai make
0: ai laugh for the yeah. doll
2: you know? Oh. Jesus. Oh, yeah. fuck me. Right? So, you got You just... We, we need groups of people to come and sit in a room for, like, let's say, hour-long shifts. And aspiring comedians can come through and try the material out on them. But you don't... Like, you don't have to go out and do it in a public oh, So, you're space. just an
0: audience for the doll, all right? Yeah. yeah that's, that's not so I'm bad. Saying. Yeah, okay. I'm on and board. And then the
2: comedians get to come and have a crack. And ideally, if they get better, they will go on to, like, uh, you know, book, book shows of their own accord... And that gets some money into the economy, mm. I suppose. People go out and attend live shows. They buy concessions, perhaps. And then they'll uh, be on
0: the project for a while.
2: Yeah. For just 20 or 30 years. Yep. Yeah. I think we should adopt the uh,
1: the Swiss model, which is where everyone has a year of compulsory stand-up service. Oh, okay. Yeah, where, you know, you've all got to go and do it together when you turn 18 or when you finish school or
2: whatever. Mm. And then Nobody you Maybe we'd appreciate
0: turns. what they go through.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's our, our national service, you know? Yeah. Mm. Imagine, imagine national service, but it's like a year of making everyone do improv classes. Fucking hell. <laughs> rather join the, the most, IDF. Of the most psychologically destroyed country. <laughs> I'd, I'd so much rather go and do like basic training in the army, I think. Yeah. Than turn after right. that every day.
0: My husband has, for a while now, wanted to do stand-up comedy. My husband is good at a million and one things, but stand-up comedy isn't one of them. All his jokes are in very poor taste and are outdated. Think 2000s internet humour. He says he just has a very dark sense of humour, but it's just really, really cringe. He has put me in awkward positions where he will tell these jokes to my friends and co-workers, even when I beg him not to, and he thinks he's doing great. However, he's not the greatest at reading social cues. He doesn't pick up that they are just trying to be polite and are very uncomfortable.
1: So it sounds like we're attacking someone for being neurodivergent. <laughs> well what do you mean I mean, by that, Ben.
2: <laughs> wow. Wow. Like oh. I, I'm I'm not convinced that has no idea that the people standing in front of him do not like the things he's saying.
0: I don't really, know. I can really imagine a guy. Someone to be a good comedian. I can imagine a guy that just still thinks that saying something really offensive, or just calling someone a slur, is like really funny. And that oh, I don't think you got to
2: imagine that. Mm. There's uh, plenty, plenty of those people just milling about. You know,
0: uh, there's a comedy club near here that has open mic nights and gives people five minute sets. He doesn't have enough jokes to fill this time. I told him he should consider writing out a full set and practicing it with a timer. It's good advice. Then practice in front of people you trust to give you honest feedback. I have suggested we at least visit one open mic night just to observe and get a feel for the audience. Very I reasonable she should stuff. be the stand-up comedian. I think so. She's got it, she's got it down. It's very reasonable suggestions Method. here. He says he doesn't need to practice. He has it all in his head. And five minutes is only enough for maybe two jokes.
2: Fuck. Oh!
0: What do you mean? <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's like, oh, every, everyone so will be laughing so much that yeah. I'll barely be able to keep moving with the joke, you know.
0: I've given many public presentations before and I know that five minutes of just you speaking to an audience can be a whole lot longer than you think, especially yeah. if you're a novice. <laughs> After telling him the same things over and over again, he finally said, you would really have no faith in me. My response was that I love him, but he's just not very funny in a stand-up kind of way. He was pretty upset by this wasn't trying to be cruel but sometimes people need honesty a lot more than empty kindness. It's true. That's true. Yeah, I agree. You're doing the right thing. My line of thinking is that he it would be far crueler to tell him he should just go ahead and then let him humiliate himself than it would be to spare him that Correct. Like it would be cruel to tell someone that thinks they can sing but sound like a cat in heat, they should totally do American Idol. Maybe I should just let him and he can find out all on his own. He doesn't listen to me anyways. TLDR, my husband wants to open my comedy, but I think it would be a terrible idea. Edit. For clarification's sake, I couldn't put the kind of jokes he likes to make in the original post without it being auto-removed.
2: Very The
0: word phonetically sounds like... Playedophile The punchline to most of his jokes is in one way or an- another I was the playedophile the whole time.
1: First off that's a real strange way of pronouncing
2: pedophile or
1: pedophile. Yep. You're saying
2: pedophile?
1: Pedophile? Like, pedophile. Maybe paidophile. that's just the
2: closest she can she can get without making it the actual yeah, the guess.
0: punchline to most of his jokes is, in one way or another, "I was the pedophile the whole time."
1: By the way, I molest children. <laughs> Do you want me to pause longer for laughter there, or please clap? Oh man,
2: I'm I'm always going on about how like I think that um, like you know you got your your Dave Chappelle's and how he's like I I sit in my big mansion and I cry at night because some students said that I don't like all of my trans jokes, you know. Yeah, mm. um, But at the same time, there's all these comedians out there. There's your, your Jimmy Carrs and your Anthony Jeselniks and stuff who do sets that are just composed of what would be considered very politically incorrect material mm. full of nasty shit, right? But they go into it really clearly and confidently stating, my act is composed of me saying nasty boy stuff. And we're all here for that, right? And everyone goes, yes. Yeah. But it also seems like that is a particularly rare type of comedian that can get away with, like, not even get away with, but can just successfully have a set that is composed entirely of jokes, like, that are offensive by design. Mm. And I think a really large part of that is based around, like, stage persona, Delivery and confidence. Yeah, and the idea that this dude is just like no going to idea. open
0: mic night at like the local pub and just being like, "Hey, I'm a pedophile." I've yeah.
2: thought of I've thought of two jokes, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get up there and just hang out. I will say that I think that this uh, I think that this lady, um, uh, hey, look, I've just assumed that this is the lady. My bad. Wow. wow. <clears throat> this person, um, I I think that they're, they're right about everything up to a point. I think that you can say to somebody, I think that all, all of this stuff was great advice. Hey, maybe you should like write some stuff down. Mm. Maybe you should practice it with a timer. Maybe you should try doing this in front of some people for a few minutes and see what they think. And when the dude just blows all of that stuff off over and over... I think once you've you've tried a few times, let him go tank at the open mic. Let let him see that people are not laughing at his jokes.
0: Yeah, it could teach him like a lesson about his jokes in general.
2: But do
1: you think he would know that he bombed? Like if he doesn't realize he doesn't realize when he's
0: saying that in person.
1: Yeah. I don't know if he'd necessarily learn something here. At all. I also don't like having the same sense of humor as the person that I'm with is yeah, like, I one of, yeah, I find this baffling as well. It's like it's you're so married to
0: this guy, but you're like, oh, he's not funny. He makes really off colored jokes all the time.
1: Yeah. Like, wouldn't, how do you, where's the joy in your life if like every time he cracks a joke, you're like, oh, for
2: fuck's <sighs> sake. Yeah. Oh, we connect on everything except for the
0: pedophile jokes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Constant pedophile jokes. <laughs> I, um, I I think though, Ben, in reference to what you were just uh, wondering. Oh, sorry, Lucy, you were saying, will he know that he bombed, right? Mm. So, so the this person saying at the beginning, oh, he tells these jokes in all these social situations, and other people are just trying to be polite. Whereas once he gets to the open mic night, nobody there. Nobody's going to be polite. Yeah, if no one there knows you, then they're not in some situation where they're like standing face to face with you at a bar or like at a social event. And you have to just kind of like, you know, joylessly give them the old rictus grin through some piece of shit. Mm. Uh, joke just so that you can leave the situation because like as as much as we all like to say or a lot of people like to say not me (laughs) i i call out all sorts of shitty stuff wherever i see it not me i'm a coward yeah it's like i i think in reality a lot of people
0: in a social interaction with someone that doesn't matter you're just gonna be like
2: (laughs) i'm not changing this guy's life tonight yeah you know it's like oh this dude sucks i need to make my way out of this conversation yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, if he goes to the open mic night and nobody there knows him, they don't have to act like it's good. Everyone could just not laugh, and then when he goes, "I was the pedophile the whole time," don't clip that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, What's ideally- the joke?
0: I'm gonna I- need to hear this joke.
2: Yeah, ideally he gets to the punchline and everybody goes, "Ugh." Yeah, you know. I think that's what we want, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And then Dump what you do, him. right, is you you leave him. Dump him, lady. Yeah. yeah, find someone who makes you laugh. Yeah,
1: I, I can't imagine the incredible pain of being with someone that can't make you laugh. Like that fucking sucks.
0: That actively thinks they're funny while not making you
2: laugh too. Yeah. What? I just. I don't get it. I don't get it. I've I've said to people before, like about um. Meeting meeting people in real life who I have only known through the internet. For example, use guys, hey, you know, yeah, and like, I've I've done this a bunch of times. So somebody who's on the internet too much, and it's pretty much always been fine, with very very narrow exceptions, I think. And the thing I always find myself saying is, like the the common. Thing that I share with someone that I have spoken to a bunch on the internet over years is a sense of humor. Mm. I think that the sense of humor is fundamentally the thing that you can't fake. I, you you That's probably true. you probably can, but I bet it's a fucking bunch of work. Uh, whereas, like, I think that anybody can fake, uh, like you know, social righteousness or having the correct politics or whatever just by learning the things you're supposed to say mm. about your your in-group's ideology or whatever. Like, I think we've all seen examples of people who uh, very aggressively police everybody else's behavior and speech and all that sort of stuff and it's inevitably uh, revealed that they were a massive piece of shit yeah, it yeah. turns out that they
1: were the Soho cat killer the whole time.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, whereas the thing that I think is just, to me, is hard to fake is is just being funny. And that's the thing that I tend to connect with uh, with people more than anything else. I think, yeah. like, yeah, having a sense of humor and just generally being an an open, reasonably positive person, you know? And being a dude who's like... All I do is make pedo jokes, and I will not take any feedback about (laughs) them. I think I know what's funny. That's not for me, you know?
0: Good luck to him. Hmm. Love to see the set. Film the set. Post it online. That's a little treat for us.
2: And then we get to hear the jokes. Mm. I've got to hear the jokes. Man. Uh, Some dudes do not rock. Some dudes, however, do rock. On this instalment of the long running series, Parachutely Speaking
0: Is that <laughs> <broad> Choice? Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think I think no matter what it is, you have to act like we've been doing the segment for years. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, so. I, yeah, I'm hoping to fuck with people who think they've heard all of the show.
0: Oh you never know? heard Parachutely speaking on Bunta Vista? <laughs>
2: Fake fan. (laughs) This comes to us from the National Post. The Canadian Army is investigating after a video was posted on social media showing a soldier parachuting over Petewawa while drinking a beer.
1: (laughs) Nice. All right, so all of this is fine. You know what? Great. I respect maybe that he's done this. Maybe. Uh, It's the, the next paragraph that made this story an absolute winner for me.
2: The video shows a bearded Canadian soldier, yummy, attached to his parachute. That's a pro move.
0: I <laughs> like to be attached to it.
2: Oh, I'll tell you what, if you're not, you're going to have a bad time when you jump out of a that plane. Mm. The video shows a bearded Canadian soldier attached to his parachute and slowly descending over a large body of water. He then holds up a can of beer, opens it and starts drinking. The soldier then says... The government shakes his head before the video ends.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? Which bit? Which part? What are you talking about?
2: The government. Ugh. The government doesn't want you to drink a beer while you're on active duty.
0: government thinks I shouldn't be doing this.
1: It's just such a funny, like, Banksy level. Like, <laughs> the government? Government. No, no,
0: thank you. Not from me.
1: Oh, so good.
2: National Defence spokesman Dan Le <laughs> fucking <Come on>. Canadians,
0: <laughs> yeah. oh, fucking Canada,
2: <laughs> said Saturday that the soldier was from the Quebec-based Royal Twenty Second Regiment, and the video was filmed during a recent parachute training at Garrison Petawawa. A unit investigation has been initiated. Lebouthillier added, le Boutillier?
1: yeah, I think that with le the b- silly voice is probably correct. B- yeah.
2: They'll feel pretty good." The soldier in the video is no longer serving, having left the Canadian forces on September the 1st, He added. At this point, the military is not making his name public. We're worried that everyone will think he's too cool.
0: Mm, kind of that behavior spreading in our troops.
2: The conduct of the soldier is completely inappropriate, unsafe, and not in accordance with Canadian Army Safety Static Line Parachute procedures. <laughs> the Boutillier said, he also pointed out that discipline was an option. Quote, it is important to note that the code of service discipline still applies to retired members for breaches that occurred while serving, he said.
0: The spanking, the spanking. Yeah. Going to
2: hunt you down for being cool. The Canadian
0: yeah. spanking. Very <laughs> traditional.
1: Le spanking Canadian, <laughs> I believe. Dude's rock. Unless it turns out that this is like some weird... He's like a QAnon guy or something, and that's yeah, what he meant by that. Yeah, like that, that line,
0: the government. I need I need him to finish that sentence y- before I s- can pass judgment.
1: Yeah, say something specific about the government that you don't like. If it's like uh, healthcare, public healthcare, you don't like that, then I don't know. Maybe I'm not on his side. But, but if what it's- if it's
2: that they don't give people enough healthcare?
1: Well, Ooh, yeah, now, now I'm talking. on board. Okay. Now we're talking. Right, if anyone can find out ideologically what this man's beliefs are, what's this uh, guy's deal? We will issue our Dudes Rock uh, ruling then. Yeah.
0: Put the hammer down.
1: Yeah. My goodness. Much in the manner that a judge might when presiding over a court case that relates to a crime. It's time for Crime Watch.
2: comes to us from KMBC News in Missouri. That's the Kumabuka. That's right. Video shows thieves stealing Cannoli Mobile from Italian restaurants.
0: (laughs) Mamma mia.
2: Get it together, guys. Jeez. It took just more than a minute for thieves to break in, hotwire, and steal the Cannoli Mobile from Jasper's Italian restaurant in Missouri. Surveillance video shows thieves breaking in through the window, hot wiring the delivery van, and taking off. (coughs) Jasper J. Mirabile Jr. is the owner of the restaurant. He says, this is the second time this happened. Steal my
1: cannoli mobile once. Shame Shame on you. Have my cannoli mobile stolen twice. Mamma mia.
2: (laughs) Quote, they're not going to get anything out of it. There's nothing in it. It was not full of cannolis. It didn't have any value to it. It's just the idea that they stole it again, Mirabilly said.
1: this man is a man who is so blinded by his love of cannoli that he thinks that there's no value in stealing a car if the car isn't full of cannoli. He's, he's like, oh, fuck,
0: like, I thought this was full of cannoli.
1: They they wanted the van. They didn't give a shit about cannoli. They just were stealing a car. <laughs> the value is the car. I I guess, what kind of that catalytic that cannoli converter idiot. they got under there?
2: <laughs> uh, 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 a canolinic can- converter? Canalonic converter <laughs> Mirabile said The most frustrating part is that they took it During National Cannoli Month <laughs> A holiday he declared 16 years ago <laughs>
1: What? What are you saying? Jasper J. Mirabile Jr. The inventor of National can- Cannoli Month
0: He's just saying this to the news, he's like, It's in National Cannoli Month. And they're like, Oh, what's that? And like, oh, I just made it up. Just made it up. It's the thing I say.
2: Quote It's just the idea that they stole it during National Cannoli Month. That's what bothers me the most, he said. <laughs> <laughs> this is sacred to me and my people. Uh quote, when it first happened, I was I was uh, so upset. But then I thought about it. It's just a van. But more sentimental than anything, it's the cannoli mobile.
0: It's so true.
2: (laughs) God damn it, dude. Can I, sorry, I I didn't look into this
1: when I was looking at the article, but I'm reading about this now. So this is a story from uh, KSHB News uh, about National Cannoli Month. Uh, about 10 years ago, Jasper Mirabile of Jasper's at 103rd Street and State Line Road realized that just about every other food had a day of recognition, but not the cannoli. The cannoli deserved an entire month. September. All right, so this story is from 2017, uh, which I guess makes his claim correct, but there is a National Cannoli Day that was someone coined it in 2015, I think
0: he invented a month. He wants a month of cannoli.
1: Yeah, I guess. Also, the idea that like every food has a day, except for cannoli. Cannoli was the one exception.
0: I don't. I don't know about that. I don't think every food has a day. No. Is there when's Beans Day?
1: Oh, I, oh my god, there's absolutely. National Is it Beans day? Bean Bean day. Beans Day. I just Natural want to point out that I am um, January 6th, the day of the insurrection at the Capitol. That's so interesting. Mm.
2: No, the dots. Mm. I've done a I've done a Google image search for cannoli Mobile here. Mhm. it show, like a
0: cannoli like like the Oscar Mayer Wiener <gasps> hot dog car.
2: <laughs> well, I got to say Jasper's Cannoli Mobile looks like shit. It oh. is it, it's like a white Ford Transit van and it has Jasper's Cannoli Mobile Written in small letters, not very well on the side of it, right? It's
0: pathetic. It's pathetic.
2: It's no good. It's no good. I think he should be ashamed to call that the cannoli mobile. He should.
0: I've seen way bigger, way stronger cannoli mobiles.
2: (laughs) Whereas I'm much more impressed by um, Uncle Joey's mobile cannoli.
0: That's nice. It's an ice cream van, but it's now like a cannoli van.
2: Yeah. It's all pink. It's got like a. It's got a mm. big vinyl wrap with uh, with cannolis on the side. You know. Yeah. Uh, you can go to Uncle com and check out his mobile cannoli business. Mm. Um. I I do think this van looks like shit. Ben, I noticed that you you put in the headline here. Take the van, leave the cannoli. Yeah. But when I look at this image of the the cannoli mobile, on um www.kansascity.com. The Kansas uh-huh. City Star. Their headline is "Leave the van, take the cannoli."
1: Are you fucking serious? Okay. Well, first off, you're <laughs> reading my private business aloud on the
2: <laughs> podcast. I usually try to. I try to respect. Been asked you not to do that.
1: that. Well, I mean, they didn't leave the van. They took the van.
2: So and also, it, there was no cannoli in it.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I was just. I'm not on trial here. Okay.
0: It doesn't even look like a cannoli. There's nothing special. It's just a van.
1: It's just a delivery van. Like, I'm pretty sure it's almost exactly the same model of van that I had when I was in the US as well.
2: We've got a, we have got Jasper's original um, Facebook post here. Breaking news. Hmm. Someone stole the cannoli mobile. 4.42pm in our parking lot at 103rd and State Line. I also have video surveillance. Last seen going into Winsong Apartments on 103rd Street. It's National cannoli, cannoli Month. So sad. <laughs> so he's accidentally doubled up on cannoli in his grief.
0: I think he's promoting cannoli month. I think he stole the van.
2: You reckon it's an, an inside job? I think job. it's in
0: his house. It's an inside job. He wants to get on the news that it's cannoli month at Jasper's Italian restaurant. Oh, my God. gotta be guy like is-
2: a kidnapping his own kids, kind of.
0: Yeah.
1: This dude is a third generation owner of Jasper's Italian restaurant. This is Jasper Jr., uh, Who's the son of Jasper, who took over from his father Leonardo?
2: Much better Italian name. Yeah,
1: hmm. Leonardo Mirabile. I I like the sound of that guy.
2: Hmm. Jasper's Italian. <clears throat> you
1: know. Yeah. Want yeah, some right.
2: spaghetti? I'm Jasper. <laughs> yeah. That's like your Jasper that's
1: not... voice. That's your <laughs> Jasper impression. <laughs> that's what every Jasper sounds like.
2: It's. It's ridiculous, um, but I do like that he's written it in sort of a Trump voice. It's National Cannoli Month. So sad! <laughs> Exclamation. <laughs> sad.
0: <laughs> Pathetic.
2: Oh my. Very goodness.
0: very disrespectful.
2: No good. Uh, despite nearly a dozen surveillance cameras, thieves still took it in broad daylight. What the fuck is society coming to? Mm. Glass is still on the ground in the parking lot. Where the van used to be. I think I'm going to throw up. <laughs> <It's> tragic. <laughs> I'm shaking. <clears throat> the van is hard to miss. It is white with the words Jasper's Cannoli Mobile on the side. Yeah. Thank you. I actually think that's kind of
1: easy to miss. Like, yeah. there are a million white vans on the road they at just any painted. given time.
0: Like, they could have just painted over it when they took the van, I reckon.
2: There's literally nothing identifiable about the van other than the word cannoli on the side and the word's not even that big no and the typography is really bad it's not even that like legible
0: yeah Mm. it's not great not great font choice should have got a graphic designer
2: uh he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who's paying for a graphic designer Mm. this
1: is a guy who's paying a nephew who's good at computers to uh, to do your design yeah
0: and then he's paying the other nephew to steal the cannoli mobile.
1: Nay, hey, bada bing, bada, <laughs> bada boom.
2: <laughs> Got to keep it in the family.
1: <laughs> We're putting the cannoli month in the New York Times, baby. From get this page. this news out across the country. <laughs> God been a uh, happy National Cannoli Month to everyone that celebrates, obviously. Mm. I don't want to be disrespectful. No, um, no.
0: Anyone's culture. It's yeah. important.
1: Felicitations. <laughs> 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 Jesus, cannoli Jesus. Month.
2: Hey, uh, you know, it just sounds like that cannoli van, it's disappeared out into the countryside, perhaps never to be seen again, maybe to become some type of urban legend, you know? You know what I'm saying, Ben?
1: Yes, sorry, sometimes you ask a rhetorical question and (laughs) it's not clear that you want an affirmative
2: response. Of course, sometimes something comes out of the woods and we see it and we go, what the fuck is that? What is that? You get a picture there, your phone, and then we all crowd around the phone and we look at the picture and it's kind of blurry. And you say, I think, I think, I think that's a cryptid. It's time for Cryptid Watch. This
1: comes to us from WTOC News in South Carolina. Uh, what talk. That's right. Bigfoot sighting reported at South Carolina State Park. Finally. One of the most recent Bigfoot sightings, sorry, one of the most recent Bigfoot sighting claims, sorry, a little bit of dubiousness out of mm-hmm. there. What's,
2: what's the, hold on.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's a bit rough. Like, yeah. so they're saying, uh, yeah, you, you claimed to have sighted Bigfoot. You didn't necessarily sight Bigfoot. Immediate doubt there. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: it comes from the South Carolina Lowcountry. Three visitors to Hunting Island State Park reported seeing an animal five to six feet tall and walking upright.
2: Okay.
1: I can think of an animal that matches that description, like off the (laughs) top of my head. I can think of
0: one. Yeah, there's one that comes to mind.
2: Like you saw a man.
0: That sounds like a man to me,
1: man. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. You saw a guy. I uh, know a
2: guy who runs a cannoli store (laughs) who's five to six feet tall and walks upright. (laughs)
1: Uh, they saw it retreat into the bush from the road as they were leaving the lighthouse around noon on August 3rd. The trio was unable to take a picture. Weird. There's three people. You've all got fucking phones, but okay.
0: Just hit that camera button.
1: It's like, swipe to the right. You don't even need to unlock your phone. Like it Yeah, just does you don't it. have
0: to unlock it. You can just do it. Maybe they
1: didn't know that. Maybe they didn't. But that's a little life hack there. The trio was unable to take a picture, but did report the sighting to park staff and... Beefro, the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Oh, yes. <laughs> when asked if the animal was possibly a deer or a bobcat, the visitors responded, no. Thank you for clearing that up. What a beautiful quote they have there. No. According to the report, the animal had legs that were approximately three feet long, human-like, jointed knee, with Sounds dark brown, splotchy black hair that was approximately two inches long. Who wants to be racist here?
2: You've uh, seen an Italian man. You saw an what Italian you man. saw was
0: an Italian man.
2: <laughs> he was just dipping into the woods, seeing if there was an abandoned cannoli mobile in there. <laughs> he
0: he already ditched the cannoli mobile and he's heading back to Jasper's <laughs> restaurant.
1: No one will search for the cannoli mobile from Missouri in South Carolina. The perfect crime, and no mm. one spotted me. The report continues: quote, "We were all in a state of amazement as to what occurred, as it happened so quickly." We've enjoyed taking many vacations at the park throughout the years since we were children in the 1950s to the present. While the area is abundant in wildlife, we have never witnessed anything like this in the past. All right, so these are old people. They are septuagenarian South Carolinians who have maybe never seen an Italian before.
0: Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? So exotic, what I'm (laughs) seeing.
1: Damn! Uh, it also
2: sounds sta- like you've been in the same park for fifty uh, to seventy years, and you just got bored.
1: Now, yeah, mind starts playing tricks on you. It does. The park superintendent informed the group he would take the report as a quote credible incident and initiate an investigation. Did he wink while he was saying? <laughs> <He's> like, oh. <laughs> as he <laughs> pretended to write something down on a piece of paper. Uh huh. Oh, you betcha!
0: Super credible. I'm marking it on our credible incidents report. <laughs>
1: Oh, this is a Class C Bigfoot sighting. I'll get the team on it.
2: <laughs> Did he uh, pretend to type something up on his invisible typewriter? <laughs> Goddamn, that's oh. just.
1: I'm. You know, I want to believe. Obviously, but you got the poster is... and
2: everything. Yeah.
0: I'm I don't know if this is a that. really credible incident. Yeah.
2: If that's like. I need. I need a little bit more than uh th- thing that was the shape and size I saw a
0: hairy guy
2: of a guy walking in the way a guy would walk from pretty far away, and I didn't really see it
0: with well, the hair a guy would probably have you know
2: just a guy like what if it was just a dude in like hunting gear, you know? Just like what if it was a dude in North Carolina wearing a camo shirt and camo pants? Do you think that's possible?
0: What if it was a woman who doesn't have to shave to please men?
2: Now that's a fantasy in this world of of today because of the problems that we have in because society. Of the government. The government. Yeah, government. I think it's I'm shaking main... my head. You can't shaking tell. Shaking my head. Yeah. Do you think it's mainly society or mainly the government?
0: And then the same thing. Wow. Now you go away and think about that.
2: Yeah.
1: And that concludes an episode of the podcast Vista, the podcast that not only makes you laugh, but makes you think as well. Hmm.
2: I won't be doing any thinking. Uh, Now, you, the listener at home, if you would like to get me a gift for my 40th birthday tomorrow the 9th of september which you know maybe maybe you'll be listening to this on my birthday and you'll think god damn i've been waiting for years to get this guy a birthday gift
1: wait a second the 9th of september 911 <laughs> <laughs> what yes. uh,
2: then the perfect gift to get for a 40 year old man who hosts the podcast that you like would be to subscribe to that podcast and get its bonus episodes patreon.com Slash Punta Vista. He wants you to listen and subscribe to his podcast.
1: I know that we uh, we joke around a lot on here, we couch things a lot of irony and humour, but I mean the fortieth is a pretty big milestone, and I just want to say thanks for the laughs and thanks for the memories.
2: Ha! I can barely remember anything anymore. And there's nothing.
0: I I agree with what Benson.
2: Felicitations.
0: (laughs) Felicitations to you on this day.
2: Thank you so much. I mean, it's not my birthday today, but no, it's tomorrow. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, it's you must be so thrilled that your birthday falls in National Cannoloni Month. Cannoli <laughs> oh. Month, not Cannoloni Month. That's a completely <laughs> that's different. That's a whole month. other thing. whole other month. Different month of the year. Oh my God! Imagine if you had a competing Italian restaurant in town, and you made Cannoloni Month
2: like the same month. Do you think you would do it the same month to try and stir up drama?
1: Holy fuck. I think we should do it. We should announce we should declare National September Cantaloni Month.
2: It's National Cantaloni
1: Month. If you're well, listening I'm, to I'm this, I'm doing it. It right is. It's now, National
0: Cantalone Month.
1: Make Canaloni, take a photo of it with mm. the words Happy National Cataloni Month. You <laughs>
0: can buy it too. It's a whole thing. It's really annoying to make. You can buy it.
1: We can get like the pre made the tubes and shit just i need you to post tagging us and using the hashtag national cannoli month so bad Mm, yeah please we are gonna swamp this motherfucker (laughs) at his national cannoli month
0: (laughs) he's not gonna know and hit him
2: then then i think once if we can build a little groundswell of support for that then we start sending him correspondence demanding that he stop calling it National Cannoli Month.
1: Yeah, September is National Cattolone Month, you fuck. Yep. Uh, as you can tell from looking at the side of my Cannoloni-mobile.
0: is a van I wrote on with a texter. Uh,
1: yeah, my That's nephew right. designed the text.
2: Oh, boy. That's it, folks. Uh, like I said, happy birthday to me. Patreon.com slash That's right
1: i uh-huh.